In this episode of The Ziggler Show, our focus is helping you further establish healthy habits in your life by auditing the daily habits and routines of a trauma overcomer and current health, fitness, and brain expert. I'm back with Tana Amen. You'll hear why she affirms herself daily with, I am a warrior. If you heard her gritty story from childhood abuse to modeling to trauma nurse to, again, today's health and fitness industry expert and healthy brain advocate, uh, we hit that in episode 865. And again, if you heard that, you'll know why this moniker of saying, I am a warrior is so important to Tana and why it might be for you as well. She also covers her devotion to hydration and establishing her daily mindset, healthy boundaries, and her joy in taking survival trips with one of her kids and challenging herself to do things that scare her. So I've been doing these twice per month habits episodes shows for years now and recently considered if I should discontinue them and then received overwhelming feedback from listeners that they receive such massive benefit from hearing again, the real life habits of others. So here we go. Welcome everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. Every week I publish four podcast episodes over three different shows that have been downloaded over 50 million times now. So much of personal development and self-help addresses issues in our lives that are just symptomatic and we don't make change. So I dig into the root issues of what will help us achieve the progress and results we desire in our work, life, and health. This is The Ziggler Show, ranked number two in all-time career podcasts in Apple Podcasts. And here we focus on progress in your professional life, your work, vocation, and business. The Motive Podcast is next, and this is focused directly at you, yourself. Your motives are your reasons for all you do and the root of your behavior and personal ability. In episode 22, we talk about the value of being proud of yourself. What does that really look like and what is the benefit? Then in the True Life podcast, we key in on your necessary physical and mental capacity. In episode 65, we address adrenal fatigue. Are you dealing with it? And if so, how do you treat it? This can account for a significant loss of energy. You can find all three shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit Ziggler.com slash coach and connect with Tom Ziggler about becoming a Ziggler coach. Well, on this habit show, I've gotten in the habit of asking a similar question at the beginning because it's gotten so curious to me that when you look at all the things that you do on a perfect day, okay, these are the habits, these are the routines, man, you've nailed it. Okay, now the next day when you've got a flight somewhere, it's, it's utter chaos, you're way overbooked, but you're not going to let go of these few habits. Which ones are they? Uh, definitely hydration, sleep. Oh. Yep, okay. hydration and sleep. I think those two, when you can't do anything else, you got to focus, especially like you just mentioned airports, traveling, running, um, hydration and sleep. Let's just face it. You might not get to the gym, yeah. but those are a couple things. But I want to back up for just one second. Yeah. It always starts with mindset. Whether you're talking about a job, whether you're talking about a health plan, if you don't have the right mindset, that's, I mean, you're not going to do it. If you don't know your why, you're not going to do your what. So you've got to have the right mindset. My husband and I teach about this all the time. Um, we talk about being a warrior for your health because the, the warrior metaphor is super important to me. And we teach mastery. So I practice martial arts, so mastery is important. Mm -hmm. And mastery, that acronym, M is mindset. 
So it starts with your mindset. So that's how you hold on to it when you don't want to or when you feel like you can't. It's a mindset. So if I tell myself I'm a warrior, well, warriors do it when they don't want to. They do it when they don't have time. They do it, you know, they don't show up on fight day and expect to win. They do it all the time. So picking something like that and focusing on why is super important. Well, so is that a literal, so you wake up and kick your legs off the bed and if mindset, no matter what, you're, you're not going to let go of that habit. What is the methodology that Tana uses to make sure your mindset is where it needs to be? Prayer and meditation for sure. But there are several things you can do. So prayer and meditation, we've done studies on them. Um, prayer and meditation have a similar effect in the brain. So I think of prayer like talking to God, meditation like listening to God. Um, but we've done a study on both. And they, they affect the brain in a way where they light up your frontal lobes, which is the thoughtful part of your brain. Yeah. It's the executive part of your brain. So it's what gives you good judgment. But it settles down your emotional brain. So the part that makes you anxious and so it's really empowering things because you will actually get more done during the day if you do this. So you spend five or 10 minutes meditating, you'll be more clear. You know, praying, you'll be more clear. You get those negative things out and then focus on what you want. And we call that positivity bias training. When you focus on what you want and not on what you don't want, it's positivity bias training. The simple act of waking up in the morning and going, today is going to be a great day or focusing on gratitude, what you're grateful for, yeah. because your brain doesn't have a sense of humor. When you do that, you start training your brain to notice what's good, because we are hardwired to notice what's bad, just out of survival. Our brains are hardwired to notice what's threatening, what's bad, what's scary, but you can train your brain to notice what's good. So that simple act will start to help you retrain. Well, so you mentioned hydration as well. And that's one of those words that, you know, in the health and wellness community gets battered around so often. and Everybody seems pretty unclear, though. They want to know exactly, you know, what exactly should I drink and how much? And uh, so when you talk about that, talk about why, first of all, hydration, because we, I think everybody just thinks it's something you should do. But literally, why? I mean, what are the specific reasons? So one of the fastest ways to, to perk up your cognitive functioning is hydration. Your brain is 80% water. Most of us are dehydrated. But oh, by the way, if you're low in magnesium, and you drink a lot of water, you're not going to absorb it properly. So, so taking magnesium can actually help you. Like taking magnesium at night will not only help you sleep better, it'll help you absorb water better. So being low in magnesium can actually affect that. But when you drink water, um, it actually affects not only your physical power, but your cognitive functioning. And they've done a lot of studies on this. Mm -hmm. When people are dehydrated, they actually did it on people working out in the gym. They were 19% less physically powerful. That's crazy. That's huge. Wow. And then they did another study on pilots. <laughs> I don't want to be on a plane with pilots who are dehydrated because when pilots were 2%, 2% dehydrated, they made poorer cognitive ju uh, judgments. So how would, are you drinking primarily just water? Do you do any additive to that to help you absorb X, Y, Z and about how much? I mean, again, I know it's not the same for everybody, but to give people a barometer. So I don't add anything to it unless I am being super active. Like if I'm doing karate um, or I'm doing something where I'm sweating a lot, I might add some electrolytes. But mostly I take my magnesium at night before I go to bed um, because, you know, as long as my magnesium level in my body is pretty good, I'm going to absorb that water better. But I might add electrolytes to it if I'm sweating a lot. But you should drink about half of your body weight in ounces. So if you are 120 pounds, 60 ounces. That's in general. 
Now, if you're sweating an excessive amount because you're exercising a lot, obviously you need to replenish more and you need to add electrolytes. Okay. Okay. Sleep then. I mean, that is one that we talk about, thankfully, more and more and more. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and we've never talked in all my shows and all the topics. Sleep comes up as this primary thing. But again, I think people are still, I think they're getting more clarity, you know, even on the fact that it's not just quantity, but what is the quality. I mean, you can see me, I'm wearing my stuff here. I've been playing with the whoop. Uh, I don't know if you, if you're familiar with that, that one to get more understanding of my quality of sleep, not just my time, because I'm so aware that, yeah, I can be in bed for eight hours and it's absolute crap. So tell us a little bit of your platform for sleeping or the foundational things to look at. So as much as I am interested in exercise and all the things I do in a day, I will sacrifice all of it for sleep because if your sleep is not right, so many things go wrong in your life. And they did one study with uh, soldiers on the range. They went to the shooting range and soldiers who slept seven hours were 95% accurate. If they slept six hours, one hour less, they were 50% accurate. Wow. If they slept five hours, they were 25% accurate. And if they slept four hours, they were 15% accurate. And that's a hardcore group to look at because we know that they're generally sleep deprived. Yeah. And they're trained. Yeah. So, so I, you know, there's so many studies, but I, I use that one because it's like, you know, we put, we put machinery in people's hands, but, but the studies show that driving while you are tired is the same as driving intoxicated. Yeah. So if that's true, then just think about just being tired while you're doing your daily functioning. You're not functioning at your best. It's bad for your brain. It's bad for your performance. It's bad for your job. It's bad for your communication with your family. Yeah. Okay. So now on the perfect day, we're not stressed. What does it look like for you from a yeah waking time and meditation and mindset into, uh, obviously with you, with anybody who's actively you know, a professional in the health and wellness, I'm curious about food and nutrition. What are you doing there? And what are you doing exercise wise? So my husband and I don't like to suffer. So we make healthy eating really fun. Um, but we wake up in the morning and we do, um, I do my prayer and meditation. He does his positivity bias training. Um, and then we go down. It's really fun. He makes me my almond milk latte, sugar-free, half-calf. It's actually quarter-calf. Um, almond milk latte. Our morning time together as a family is hugely important to us. So I have a lot of boundaries around my morning time with family, our well, rituals. T- tell me that. Go into the boundaries because relationships is a big part of the spokes here of habits. So tell me about that. So... Boundaries are very important and they're hard for people if they've ever been through a lot of trauma or they've been through bad relationships, they have a hard time. And there was one really important study done on forgiveness. And what they found was people who have a hard time forgiving actually have a, it's part of it is because they can't draw boundaries. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to draw boundaries. So they keep this anger wound up because it's how they keep themselves safe and away from other people who have hurt them. But if you felt confident with drawing boundaries, you wouldn't have the need to do that. So it's really interesting, but drawing boundaries around family, especially if you come from a chaotic background like mine, um, and you've got family members who kind of want to frequently um, call you early in the morning with their emergencies, which you know are usually lack of planning. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like your lack of planning does not constitute an emergency over here. Don't call my house before 9 a.m. unless you are on fire, you, yeah. not your house, yeah. or you're bleeding out. Because this is, this is the time I create peace and harmony in my family. This is the time I create great memories before school for my daughter. 
So unless it is a true emergency, you need to wait until nine o'clock. So even from a professional standpoint and you guys with a, a, a level of celebrity uh, that's an important thing. So there's things that you're going to say no to professionally, even because that's a guarded time. No is one of the most powerful words you can learn. Yeah. So. Yeah. Beautiful. So tell me about the uh, exercise. What do you guys do at this point? So COVID has put sort of a wrench into everything for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I love to practice karate and I used to go to the gym and do all that stuff, but I, ha I do have a gym in my house. I have some equipment in my house. My husband, uh, especially when the weather is bad, he will do laps up and down the hallway. It's hilarious. It's, <laughs> it drives the kids. It's very insane. COVID. I've heard crazy stories about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he wears his earbuds so he can't hear how loud he's talking and he's doing his meetings while he's doing laps around my house with the dog following him. Wow. So we just make sure we're getting movement of some kind. I work out. Uh, he does his laps. It's 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 chaos around our house. So but, so the workout just some weight resistance type thing, or yeah, you just do make sure you're moving your body and do it so that you're not going to get hurt. I'm not one of these people who thinks there's one to say you have to work out because guess what? My our social media coordinator is a quadriplegic. She's not going to be able to do the perfect routine. Yeah. Make sure you are doing what you can not what you can't and you're moving your body. Well, you know, and I do, let me hit on that, uh, Tana, because, you know, obviously if people haven't heard our first show together, which folks was episode 865 and we talk about the book and we didn't get into this specifically. We talked, you mentioned eating disorders, but you talked in there at one point, And I think it was after you were already with uh, Daniel or at least friends with him of this kind of divulging the eating disorder for one anorexia, bulimia, and working out two hours a day, beating your body into submission in essence. And these two things. So you come from some really hardcore and unhealthy yeah, nutrition and exercise uh, aspects. And so, yeah, that's why, and that's why it makes it curious to know what is, what is the healthy version look like for you today? So about an hour a day and usually about four to five days a week, I'll do um, weights and probably about 20 minutes of high intensity, um, like, cardio, not really cardio, but high intensity training, yep. interval training. Um, and then the other couple of days a week, I will go for a walk, something to let my body rest. Yeah. You've got to recover. And that's what I didn't used to be able to do. I would do two hours a day, no recovery, no rest ever. And yeah. so I don't beat myself up like that. And if I have a day where I'm injured or I'm really particularly tired, I take the day off. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I mentioned a minute ago, I'm wearing this, this whoop thing and, and playing with that. That was one of the reasons too, is me not understanding, having a hard time keeping tabs on why I felt like a rock star with an extra gear one day. And then yep. the other day, so bad. And I'm looking at my sleep and nutrition. I just didn't get it. Now this thing's telling me that you, your, recover, your recovery levels. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of those tools. Okay. Uh, so nutritionally though, do you guys have a, I mean, this is something that I have another show that you don't even know about, but in the health and wellness arena, we talk about that. And everybody's always, of course, as you know, looking for the diet, the, or, or at least the methodology. Should I do keto? Should I do low carb? Should I do whatever? So what do the amens adhere to for the most part? So I think, so here's my honest opinion. Okay. Um, the first three letters of the word diet are die. <laughs> so I don't like that word. Yeah. Um, I really think that the best way to lose weight is to be vibrantly healthy. That's the best weight loss program. Um, we, even though I wrote the book called the Omni diet, that was the publishers, like that was their adamant, um, insistence as a title. They, they said it needed diet for searchability. I don't like that title. I don't like that name diet. 
Um, what I really like is really teaching people how to eat in a way that is sustainable. Yeah. I don't like fads at all. But really, typically what that looks like for the average person, because believe it or not, there's really not one specific way that's perfect for everybody. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. Um, when what we'll do is we'll actually test your profile. We'll test your blood. We look at your fatty acid profiles. We look at you know all kinds of things to see what works for you. But in the meantime, in general, what it is is heavily plant-based with high quality protein, about 20 to 30% high quality protein and lots and lots of plant-based fat, nuts, seeds, avocados, olive oil, that kind of stuff. Um, How that looks for the individual. So for example, for me, I have sort of an ADD brain. No one ever takes the brain into consideration. If I eat a lot of carbs, I feel sluggish all day. I don't feel right. Um, And I, I have trouble focusing. So for me, a more keto type diet, but paleo based, like more like plant-based fats, but with extra greens. I can't just do straight keto. I like a lot of greens. Um, So more greens, but more fat than normal, like than the average person might eat. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what's perfect for me. My husband, you know, he's more balanced. And my daughter, if she eats the same thing I eat, she's super anxious because she has a very busy, very crazy brain as far as like over-focusing all day long. So healthy carbs settle down your brain. If you have an over-focused brain and you need to settle down, go eat a sweet potato or a half of an apple with some almond butter because carbs actually help um, boost serotonin. Whereas protein boosts dopamine and help you focus. So food does affect your neurotransmitters, your hormones, and they, they affect your mood. Interesting. So when you say high quality protein, tell people what you're talking about. So I am not, I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to being a vegan. It's, I see people fight more about food than politics or religion. So I just don't have a dog in that fight. If it is a, if it's an ethical thing for you to not eat meat, okay, we're just going to help you do it in in a healthy way. Not everybody has a healthy health profile with eating no meat. In fact, a lot of people don't. Um, but at the same time, some people are still going to eat that way. So let's just help you do it in a healthy way. So you can eat healthy, vegan, plant-based sources of protein. You need to do that. If you're going to be a vegan, just make sure you're doing it healthy and also make sure you're getting your fatty acids. So if you're not going to eat, if you're not going to take fish oil, at least make sure you're getting like blue green algae or something like that. Um, if you are not vegan, then that means free range grass fed, you know, protein. So very high quality, less of it, but high quality things like bison, you know, free range grass fed meat, um, chicken, those types of things, fish, wild fish. Well, actually not all fish wild. You can go to seafoodwatch.org to find out which seafood currently is the most, it stays current, which is the most healthy for you. I've been following that actually. Yeah. Thank you. You are listening to the Ziegler show and this habits episode with Tana Amen. If you want to hear more from Tana, check out her book, The Relentless Courage of a Scared Child. You can get it wherever you buy books, of course. And next, I asked Tana about her spiritual habits, and she shares her faith pursuit that keeps her mind out of dark places. Here are some great resources, then we'll get right back to it with Tana. Well, so in the morning time, you talked about prayer and meditation. And in the book, you talk about your coming to faith uh, and tell a little bit about the story of that. So from a spiritual habit, I'll ask you, what are the things that you're doing on a daily or consistent basis in your spiritual life to have it where you want to be? Yeah, I wish it was perfect. It's been hard, especially with COVID. 
um, because when you lose your church group, it makes it more challenging. So I did join a prayer group through Zoom. Um, that's important to me because at least it keeps me connected. And even if I don't make it every week, at least it's always on my mind. Um, so I start in the morning with my prayer. I try to stay connected with my prayer group on Zoom. Um, looking forward to getting back to church when I can. Um, so those are really important to me. But yeah, my spiritual walk, when I was lacking that in my life, and even now, even when I just get a little bit off track, I find it's really easy and quick for my mind to go to the dark place. Mm. So I just have to, like, my, my thoughts aren't as happy. They're not as wholesome. I get irritated with people more. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, it's something I have to always remind myself about. Do you guys still go to Saddleback? Um, actually, we were going to Saddleback locally, and we sometimes go there, and then we started going to Meritors occasionally. Huh. But, yeah, we go to Saddleback a lot. Just they haven't been open. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. So this is one I, I end on and it's always a curious one and it's kind of in the personal aspect that I, I, I sometimes put in there. What do you do for play for fun and, you know, put self-care in there. But sometimes if I put self-care, people get, you know, really uh, health focused. And I, and I do want that thing. What is the thing that Tana does uh, that's just for you? It just makes you the full, vibrant, inspired person you want to be. So this is probably surprising to a lot of people, but um, my husband and I don't agree on this. We have things we do together, but the things that I love besides martial arts, um, I take my daughter on survival trips um, where we learn how to build our own shelters and start fires with nothing and, you know, whatever. Um, it's pretty crazy. So you sleep, you know, you sleep out there with nothing and it's, it's kind of nuts. Um, so that's fun. Wilderness medicine training. I like challenging myself to do things that scare me. So um, without going too crazy, without doing things that are going to hurt me, I like to do it in sort of a controlled environment, but that's sort of like things that bother me, I'll take on, I'll challenge myself to do those things. And um, yeah, I don't know how much I should say, but I love going to the range, not to hit golf balls, but. I No, I saw that. I I, somewhere I saw, <laughs> I saw that and I thought I'm going to see a picture of you with a loaded gun here or. Uh, yeah, well, it's just, it's my guilty pleasure. I like going to the range. Really? Uh, it's, why, to, no, tell, this is, this, this is interesting to people. There's a lot of people that right now are going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come out of the closet with that. Yeah, my husband's not a huge fan. He's yeah. not anti, he's not anti-guns. How did you get, how did you get into that? Well, I mean, my stepdad was career military. So that's, I mean, okay. for one thing, they were just always around my house. Um, so, and we used to shoot skeet off the back patio. My mom had a ranch. And so we'd shoot skeet. And I'd, so I always had guns around. I was never afraid of them. Um, but I, I like guns. I don't know. I just think they're interesting. I can't, for the life of me, figure out why women are so fascinated by buying $6,000 purses. I could buy a lot of guns for that. I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. But Guns, Okay. Um, I do want to know about challenging yourself to do things that scare you. Tell me about the past view. Um, and I think that partially comes from my past. Mm -hmm. I don't like being scared. In fact, it, the only time I actually get sort of um, to a dark place in my head and I can get a little aggressive is if I, something really feels threatening or scary to me. So I will push myself through those, those things that bother me. Um, and so I really love this idea of like doing, doing sort of off the cuff things, you know, and I just, it's also a mother daughter bonding thing, but we'll go out to the wilderness and we'll do these trainings, you know, where we, we learn how to, like I said, you know, um, we'll learn how to treat people's wounds with, you know, if you, if you get hurt in the wilderness and build shelters and start fires and purify water and build traps and it's crazy. It's fun. Goodness, that's yeah, that's interesting. So again, looking at the things that you would say that's a fearful area, and you're going to dig into it 
to yeah. overcome that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Well, hey, thank you. Thanks for a little behind the scenes there. I could talk to you all day about uh, the health and wellness side, but uh, folks, go get her books. That's what they do. Uh, go, <laughs> go check out the amens. But thank you. Thanks again for giving us a behind the scenes and just uh, sharing about yourself, Tana. Oh, so much fun. Okay, friends, again, check out Tana's book, The Relentless Courage of a Scared Child. You can get it wherever you buy books. And if you didn't catch my initial talk with her, find it in episode 865 of The Ziggler Show. Coming up in episode 868, we dig into the power of visualization. No hoodoo guru stuff here, but simply if you have a desire or a goal, can you in fact see yourself achieving it? So often we just seek the how-to without solidifying our actual faith and really realizing the end result. Uh, I share a message from Zig Ziglar where he cites a relevant story and posits that visualization absolutely does work. So I asked my audience the question, take any goal or desire you currently have. Can you literally envision yourself achieving it? Tom Ziegler and I had a conversation talking through the comments to further clarify the massive value of being able to envision ourselves achieving what we say we want. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 